0: Welcome back. You know who it is. Youngest in charge movement. Linnell Willingham here with you on the fan until 10 o'clock tonight before I dish the rock to the JR Sport Brief show. During the break, breaking news out of the National Football League. According to ESPN's Adam Schefter, Seahawks and wide receiver DK Metcalf have agreed to a three-year $72 million contract extension with $58.2 million guaranteed. So the wide receiver, market is starting to uh, settle its way, work its way out a little bit as we uh, dive deeper here into the offseason and a very uh, McLaurin-esque-like deal for, for DK Metcalf. And uh, he just the latest domino to drop at the wide receiver position. As you all know, this offseason just unprecedented movement and and continual, frequent resetting of the market uh, at that wide receiver position. And DK Metcalf, the latest to do so, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter, the Seattle Seahawks and DK Metcalf have agreed to terms on a three-year, $72 million extension, including $58 million guaranteed. So the latest domino to fall at wide receiver is DK Metcalf. The other domino is out in San Francisco. Debo Samuel is doing what what they're referring to as a hold-in. Exactly, right? The NFL is getting crazy with just how we come up with stuff. But DK Metcalf, nonetheless, doing a hold-in where he has reported to the facility of the San Francisco 49ers, but is refusing to participate uh, in practice until his contract situation gets resolved. Um, and I can't blame him. We saw Terry McLaurin do the same thing uh, during the commanders' mandatory OTA session, I mean mandatory minicamp session, excuse me. We also saw him hold out of the OTAs. The interesting angle to this for me, right, is aren't you aren't you so glad that the commanders aren't dealing with this stuff right now that they did the right thing and went on ahead and paid Terry McLaurin before we got this late in the offseason? Because right now, it's nothing but a distraction, I have to imagine, uh, down in San Francisco for the 49ers. Debo Samuel holding out. Trey Lance trying to establish himself as the new QB1 in San Francisco. And imagine how much harder life is for you when you don't got your number one option out there uh, in Debo Samuel. We'll get to the 49ers and what Lewis Riddick had to say about them on Get Up this morning in about a half hour or so. But right now, though, I want to continue to take your calls about the Washington Commanders, I was out at training camp today, boots on the ground for the second straight day, getting to watch practice up close and personal. And the question is simple for you guys. Do you have any questions about what I saw today out at Commanders training camp? You can get at me on Twitter and Instagram, N-E-L-L underscore B-T-P. You can also call in MGM National Harbor Listener Lines wide open, 1-800-636-1067. So, I gave you guys earlier in the show that had a little bit of a uh, stock up, so to speak, right? Now, now we'll go to the stock down. Well, I just gave you a stock down. I told you Sam Cosman, the offensive tackle uh, for the Washington Commanders, had a rough day because Montez Sweat was beating him like a drum all practice long. I'll stick on the defensive side of the ball for my next stock up candidate. Seventh round draft pick out of Oklahoma State. Christian Holmes had himself a day So at first, when I was out there, and they're yelling, Sip, yeah, Sip, yeah, Sip. That's all you heard from from defensive back coach Chris Harris. So when I'm hearing that, I'm like, Sip? Looking at the roster, somebody named Cyprian? Is there a uh, sippy cup? Something, none of the above was there. That's what they call him. That's what they call him. Christian Holmes, otherwise known as Sip, the rookie cornerback, seventh-round pick out of Oklahoma State, had himself a day. And we heard some positive things about him during the spring in the mandatory mini camp sessions in the OTA period but he has come in here and this is two straight days now of work I've seen from him he's come in here and really really established himself as a guy who's going to be in the mix here at the cornerback position and and interestingly enough being that he's a 7th round pick you wonder whether or not you know he's going to be able to integrate himself right away and you always worry about the adjustment for guys that are late-round picks. But Washington, and it might just be what Ron Rivera and company do, striking gold again with late-round picks in the defensive, uh, in the secondary, excuse me. We saw Cam Curl in 2020 come out and make an impact really unexpectedly. And now Christian Holmes making plays. He had a couple pass breakups. I had a near interception. And what I love about Christian Holmes and really this entire Washington defenses, they have have taken on this new swagger and confidence and personality that they have. They're talking the entire time, and I love it. I'm somebody who's played college football and been in camp. This is what happens during this time of year. Tensions are high. You're just now getting back. Everybody's excited still to be out there. You're not pissed off at each other yet. And Christian Holmes, you know, multiple times today, did a nice job breaking on the football, causing some pass breakups. And then he was solid in coverage. When when, when it comes to playing the football in the air, had a couple deep shots taken on him, didn't panic, didn't panic, played it well, stayed with his fundamentals and technique, and did the damn thing. Want to continue to take your calls, though. I was boots on the ground at Commander's training camp this morning for the second straight day. I want to hear from you guys. What questions do you have about the Washington Commanders for me and what I saw Today out there at practice. You can get at me on Twitter and Instagram, N E L L underscore BTP. We're going to go to the phones, though. Let's go to Tony in Tyson's who wants to give or ask a question. What's going on, Tony? Hey, good talk. Good show. Appreciate you, buddy. Um, my main concern for the Washington uh, Commanders is the offensive line
1: and the fact that, you know, Cosby got pretty uh, easily beat by a, a good defensive uh pass rusher is concerning, you know, at some point, when you let Trent Williams go, uh, an all-pro, Schwerer, uh even uh, um, Moses, I think that was his name,
0: Morgan Moses, yeah. you're
1: going to have to, yeah, yeah, uh, you're going to have to pay the price at some point, and it, I know they, these days with Sally Cap, they did not decide to spend all their money off at the line, and that worries me, because Carson Wentz is only one bad sack away from an injury, and our running game, you know, we don't have the marquee, you know, multi-million dollar for running back. So if you have any um, observations on how the offensive line um, performed, yeah, I'd, uh, I'd appreciate it.
0: Yeah, Tony, I thought uh, and I appreciate the call. It was a good day, in my opinion, uh, from the offensive line yesterday. They handled themselves much better yesterday. Today was, was, was a different story, as I mentioned earlier at the top. Montez Sweat and Sam Cosme was really the matchup I was paying attention to with a keen eye. And Montez Sweat showing every bit of that that 6'6", 260-pound frame. Just being physical and nasty with Sam Cosme. He did it in a variety of ways. Saw him rush with power. Saw him use the speed rush. Did a nice job really using your hands. And that's something that when you're doing trench work without pads on, right, and, and, and you're really looking at offensive line versus defensive line without the pads on, technique and how you use your hands, so, so important because there is no shoulder pads for you to get inside and grip. So it's really all about the hand fighting. And Montez Sweat, uh, I thought, did a pretty good job. Not to slam Sam Cosme. Yes, he had a rough day, but Sam Cosme is really not somebody I worry too much about. Uh, the big concern that I know this coaching staff and front of office have is can he stay healthy? Because you talk to pundits around the National Football League. I had Brian Baldinger on the show about two to three weeks ago. Couldn't speak highly, more highly of of Sam Cosby. Uh, Brian Baldinger, obviously, you know, one of the more respected film junkies in the National Football League. Just had a bevy of nice things to say about Sam Cosby and how he performed in his rookie season. But yeah, uh, as, as Tony mentioned, the depth. The depth on the offensive line is interesting. I, I really like what they have on the interior because I'm a big believer of Sadiq Charles. I'm a big believer in Wes Schweitzer. I, I really am a big believer in Wes Schweitzer. I think between either him, him, McKissick, and, and Logan Thomas, I mean, what, what, a, what a great free agent haul they were able to bring in in Ron Rivera's first season here. I, I think Wes Schweitzer hopefully uh, is going to be here for years to come. But like I said, yeah, very comfortable with the depth that they have on the interior. The tackle situation's interesting. I know Brian Baldinger, another guy that he's really high on, he just did a breakdown on the kid about a week and a half ago, is Cornelius Lucas. that That's that's somebody that, you know, one of the better swing tackles in the league. And we all know what Charles Leno is. just been as solid as a rock ever since he's come in here. So, but outside of, you know, those three guys, I mean, if somebody goes down, you know, you might be in a tough situation if you're Washington at the tackle spot. Boy, I was talking I was talking junk earlier to Craig Hoffman. I, I did 430-6 to 6 on the Hoffman Show today over on the Team 980. And I blamed Chris Russell for sitting in the seat that I was sitting in, causing me to belch at just a ridiculous rate and almost just let one go on the air. You probably all heard it if you're listening close. So if you hear me belching tonight throughout the show, just know I was well-fed. Out at Commander's Training Camp. I'll say that. Got to take a quick time out. On the other side of this break, I'll continue to empty out my training camp notebook. What did I like? What didn't I like? I'll tell you what I liked on the other side of this break. Don't go anywhere. Listen to the fans. We got some more breaking news coming back from the commercial break. According to our friend over at WSA9, Darren Haynes, who has been all over uh, this Dan Snyder stuff here today, uh, just tweeted out, About 15 minutes ago, breaking news: Commanders owner Daniel Snyder voluntary deposition under oath for the House Oversight Committee. Excuse me, has ended after 11 hours. Uh, There's a statement from Dan Snyder's spokesperson uh, on Darren Haynes' Twitter. I just retweeted that out for you guys to see. Um, it's uh, it's an interesting situation. Uh, Definitely, um, it's definitely something that will continue. Uh, to to look out for. We're actually efforting r- right now to get Darren Haynes on the show for us to get some more details on that situation. We'll let you know uh, how that works out. But, boy, talking to uh, the producers of Grant and Danny earlier in the show, Ryan Clary and Daris Dameron, we were just discussing, like, man, like, wasn't a lot of fans out at practice today for the Commanders. We got the Dan Snyder stuff going on. Where is the excitement For the rebrand. We're finally here playing football and nobody wants to come out and watch. Is it because of Dan Snyder and the black cloud that's hanging over this franchise right now? Or is it because the people are just tired of the terrible product that's been put on the field for the last 30 plus years? I think either or is a damn good reason not to come out to training camp. But I will say this I'm not making a big deal out of the fans not coming out to training camp. And here's why. First of all, being out there myself, you're learning stuff here in the first week, getting to get familiar with the guys, but stuff doesn't really get on and popping until the pads come on. And that doesn't happen until next week. I believe Saturday is a special uh, fan event. I believe it's the Salute to Service Day. And, and there'll be members, uh, there'll be service members out there at practice. So I'm sure the crowd will be much thicker on uh, on Saturday. We'll see about tomorrow. I don't know what's going on for tomorrow. I, I, I heard, I was talking to the rally captain out there yesterday, The one of the diehard fans in this commander's fan base, and him and Tailgate Ted were, were, were expressing their displeasure and how difficult it was to gain access. I believe there's a lottery system uh, going on right now, and that's how fans are, 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 I guess, being selected as to who can come out to practice or not. But I'll say this, right? It's training camp. This isn't September 11th against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Tread lightly. Calm the hell down about there not being fans, that many fans at least, on day two of training camp. Like, are we serious? Is that is that what we've gotten with this organization? Is that is that where we're going? I'm so tired of everybody trying to pile on this group for every little thing that happens. Relax. Please. I have good things to tell you about the team. That's why I'm here tonight, till 10 o'clock. To tell you good stuff about the Commanders. That defense from a season ago that all made us want to stab our eyes out the first eight weeks of the season, they look good for the second straight day in practice. They look good for the second straight day in practice. Montez Sweat, another guy who I think has should have his stock going up after two days of camp. He's been flying around out there talking his cash money, cash money-ish. You know what I'm saying? I'm so sick and tired of everybody trying to pile on this group. Relax. Chill. I will say this. Check back in with me after week one against the Jacksonville Jaguars at home. The inaugural. The inaugural Washington Commanders regular season home game. Also, really, check back in with me after next Saturday, August the 6th. That practice at FedEx Field that is going to be open to the public completely, I believe. Free parking, the whole nine. Check it with me then. Pads will be on at that time. So, like, look, chill out a little bit. It'll it'll get better. I promise. Can we get a free practice where I don't have to drive
2: to Landover, Maryland? I know. But, look, what do you want? Look, were you in the group complaining about the ver, ver, the potential Virginia oh, what? relocation? What I would like is free practice that's... Ashburn where it's seven minutes away from my apartment that would be glorious where I don't have to play the lottery but
0: Denton like the, the, how many fans uh, realistically speaking like it would be tough to to fit a large contingent of fans out there at Ashburn I, I, know, I, they're, re- I know they've done it in the past oh, but looking at the setup right now the way that they have it it doesn't seem like you can you can fit
2: more than a thousand. Oh, they definitely have I mean because I remember and be, and be comfortable at least
0: and be able to see everything
2: well, yeah, you, you, you know, you, you make some sacrifices. I of mean, course. what
0: are you there for? Are you there for seeing, Or if you're a kid, you're there for the autographs. Look, what, what, what do you do? If, if, if the kid's old enough, I already know what I'd do. If I had a kid and he was old enough, I'd put him on my shoulders and have him hold the phone. Put them on my neck and just let him let him get the content. No, I mean what you're supposed to do as a parent
2: is you bring your kids, and then when nobody's looking, you kind of give them the nod or run underneath the, the rope and see <laughs> after practice is over what autographs you can get. You know, I joke about that, but that's how I got Sean Taylor's autograph. You got in a 2006. Sean Taylor autograph? It's it's a point of contention because I got it on a piece of paper, not like a football. Who the hell or anything.
0: cares? You got an autograph from arguably one of the best players uh, in the
2: history of this franchise. I don't have it anymore because it was on a slip of paper. What did you do with the pa- <laughs> What I was 12 years old I was 11, 12 years old But I, boy, I looked oh at my mom My mom gave me the nod No one was looking I dove under I got Jason Campbell I got Sean Taylor
0: In you that won't. order So that means that and day Since since the since JIT Has been a go-getter My guy Yeah, I'd say Rebel Rebel Outlaw Can you give me a good
2: growl? I'm not gonna growl for you
0: <laughs> Wow You know who was growling this morning? Lewis Riddick On First Take Not First Take, excuse me On Get Up this morning on ESPN talking about the quarterback situation in San Francisco. And we'll talk about that in more detail as the show moves on, but I'll give some quick thoughts on the overall San Francisco situation. A lot, a lot is a lot is going to be learned very early on, I feel like in the season, when it comes to whether or not Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, the general manager in San Francisco, and the head coach Kyle Shanahan, we're gonna know right away. I feel like whether or not they knew what the hell they were we talking about when they when they decided to, I, I call it mortgaging your future to go out and get Trey Lance. You're, you're gonna find out. You're gonna find out very very early. I feel like uh, in this season whether or not you know they're gonna be somebody that is gonna be a contender or a pretender. Two of the first three weeks for the 49ers, or three of the first four weeks, excuse me, you got on the road against the Denver Broncos. Imagine being Trey Lance in your third regular season contest in prime time is going to be against the vaunted Denver Broncos defense. Then, guess what you got to do two weeks after that? You're at home in prime time again, though, and the defending Super Bowl champions coming to town the LA Rams. I think we're going to find out very early next season whether or not Trey Lance has got the goods or not. They traded multiple first-round picks. He better have the damn goods. They have two primetime games to start their season off. Two out of the two out of the first 4 weeks are in primetime. Who
2: made that decision because they knew going into that it was either Jimmy G or Trey Lance. Those aren't exactly primetime guys.
0: Well, Trey Lance is a big
2: uh, to-be-decided when it comes to... I know the two other quarterbacks. Oh, Russell Wilson
0: and Matthew Stafford. Ooh, hey, uh. how you doing? My name is Russell. Last name Wilson. I just love saying that. It's one of my favorite that's things. That's
2: Mr. To say. Unlimited to
0: you. <laughs> let's ride. That's what he's become famous for. It's gotten annoying, too, honestly. Denton. That let's ride thing is is grown legs in the life of its own, and it's doing... It's doing social media bad. Literally every time Russell Wilson speaks, it gets annoying. Yeah. <laughs> did you see uh, yesterday he showed up and he had his own jersey on? One of the players, I forgot who it was, quote tweeted him, was like, I've been in this league for a long damn time. I've never seen an NFL player wear his own jersey. To his defense, I did that the first day of my
2: freshman year of high school. So you know what? Yes. Russell Wilson and freshman year Denton that had a buzz cut and
0: acne and no chin hair, they're
2: one <laughs> and the same.
0: Wow. Lucky enough for us. We're going to take a quick timeout. On the other side of this break, WSA 9's Darren Haynes will join the show. He's got the latest on Daniel Snyder and his deposition today in front of the House Oversight Committee that ended about 45 minutes ago or so. We'll pepper Darren with ridiculous questions about the ridiculous questions potentially asked to Dan Snyder. Don't go anywhere. Listen to the fan. Welcome back. You know who it is, youngest in charge movement. Linnell Willingham here with you on The Fan. It's 10 o'clock tonight before I dish the rock to the Jr. Sport Brief Show. As we were talking about before the break, Washington Commander's owner, Daniel Snyder, voluntarily, voluntarily was under oath speaking to the House Oversight Committee, and it ended after 11 hours. And the man all over that situation is wSA nines Darren Haynes he's joining us right now on the betQl guest hotline bet smarter beat the books download the betQL app today Darren you weren't at training camp today but you had better things to do clearly covering this
1: <laughs> I mean I don't I don't want to say it was better things to do but uh, <laughs> it was definitely something that that needed to be done I mean because we've been waiting uh, you know for this for this moment for a very long time you know the back and forth between the Oversight Committee and Dan Snyder's lawyers, you know, went about like five weeks back and forth before they finally agreed to this this date to have this uh, deposition. Um, but, yeah, it lasted 11 hours, which blew my mind. I didn't <laughs> i didn't think it was going to – you know, I, I thought my day was going to start early, get off maybe around 2 o'clock. And no. no, I'm on the news at 5 and 6 getting updates from my sources saying it's still going, it's still going. Um, and, you know, Dan Snyder's people, a spokesperson for, for Commander's Owner Dan Snyder, they – they released their their statement saying that uh you know he answered all the all the questions and spoke about you know all the great things that the organization is doing now in reference to like the last two years like when you know when Jason Wright took over as president of course Ron Rivera came in here when he wanted to change the culture and stuff like that. Um, so he spoke about the the he answered all the questions but spoke about what has changed now. What we're waiting for, which I think is very important, which I'm still working on right now, is. What is the oversight committee going to say? Because clearly, you know, this is just me just looking at it. It, This could possibly happen where, yes, Dan Snyder answered all the questions, but the oversight committee could say, yeah, he answered all the questions uh, because he said maybe the fifth Mm -hmm. or maybe he just said, I don't recall. You know, I, you know, that, yeah, I, I,
0: in my age demographic, Darren, we call that spinning somebody. He, <laughs> I'm sure he was out there spinning them. But,
1: you know, we also could get a, a statement from the, the house oversight committee and said, and that says Mr. Snyder answered all of our questions and we got a lot of good information and we can't wait to put this together and possibly release the transcripts of it. And that was, my um, that, that
0: was my next question for you, Darren. Do you think, that that transcripts will be released from this and if so, you know, how do you to. expect it to get? Okay, they have they, to. they Why is they that? Ha- because the big the reason why
1: they started the whole entire investigation is because the NFL didn't release the findings of their investigation. Mm-hmm. That's why the House Oversight Committee first started it. There'll be there'll, <laughs> That'll be the most contradiction contradiction <laughs> thing in the entire world if they do all of that and they
0: don't release it. Yeah. Wasn't that the main point why they started the investigation? One hundred percent, Darren. I completely agree with you. But you know who we're dealing with? This is this is shady stuff from the from the get go. Here, It wouldn't surprise me if maybe the House Oversight Committee pulls a okey doke and find out they're really Team Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> I kid, obviously, I when I say that. But obviously, yeah. who knows where this thing is going to go? I just, I what I
1: what I believe is it can go in two different ways. The first way will be is. Uh, What's the way I think is going to happen? Because they have to is they probably have all the transcripts right now, and they're going to do their do everything perfect, like do it correctly, double check everything, make sure every i is dotted, every t is crossed. Because if one word is wrong, mis- you know, and you, he, he says, you know, it maybe he says commanders and you put Redskins, you know, like make <laughs> sure every
0: fragile? right, it's sensitive, yeah, I make sure
1: every because because you'll lose it'll be discredited. It'll be, it'll mm-hmm. be wrong information. And then the whole thing will be false. Cause you don't know if, if this word is wrong, then all of it could be wrong. 100%. So, so you want to make sure you get that transcript where it is exactly, uh, what Dan Snyder said, all the questions are right. And then you release it. That's, that's what I think is, is going to happen. Um, now there's probably some questions that he probably did not answer. Cause you know, if it, in regards to those, um, non-disclosure agreements mm-hmm. and, and the oversight committee, they, I mean, they made it clear. I, I mean, I've been working on this story at 4 a.m., my man. That's
0: <laughs> why we have you on. A... We want the best.
1: <laughs> 4, 4 a.m., I started writing my story, like, because I knew he was going to, um, he was going to be in, uh, he was going to show up for this deposition around, like, 11 o'clock last night. Just, you know, sometimes you work your sources, and they're like, hey, man, don't re- don't release it out just yet. Right. Um, but I woke up at 4 a.m. because I was like, it's about to come out. Let me start writing this bad boy now, my, my web article. <laughs> Um, but the oversight committee, they, they made it clear. Like if, if he doesn't answer these questions fully and we, you know, we feel like maybe there's something else he's hiding. Um, they're basically basically going to wait for him to step onto U S soil and, and handle it a
0: different way. And that, that was my next question, Darren. Like what what, (laughs) I'm answering answering all your questions. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Right. But no, like I appreciate it though, because look, we want to know, get to the bottom of this thing, as I'm sure Roger Goodell, and the National Football League, want to get to the bottom of this thing too. But, 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 Darren, to to, to piggyback off of what you said, is the subpoena the next the next thing, right, for for Daniel Snyder in this situation, for one, and then for two, there's an election coming up. I think it'll be after. Uh, I was talking to somebody on the beat today that said it'll be after the first six weeks of the season have concluded that election will happen, and then potentially mm-hmm. this could get tossed. Do you think Dan Snyder has the unmitigated goal to stay out of the country that long?
1: So unlike you and I, my man, we don't have the money that Mr. Snyder has. <laughs> we, don't have, we don't have the yacht he has because, listen, that, ha- that yacht is, is bigger than some of the homes out here in D.C. Oh, I know. And, and, that's, and that's a beautiful way. That's a nice – that's living good. That's living your best life if <laughs> you're talking. living on that yacht. So, so I, I don't think he's going to be uncomfortable – if he had to stay out of the country that entire time, I mean, watch his games streaming online. Right. Uh, but what I, what, what some of the things that, that could happen possibly with this is if the oversight committee feels like Dan Snyder did not answer all those questions the way they wanted them, but didn't answer the questions they wanted answered and they need more information. And the only way they can do that is by issuing him a subpoena. I totally believe that's that's going to happen. I remember coming on on uh, on Grant and Danny. Maybe it was last week or two weeks ago, where I mentioned that if he doesn't answer all the questions, as soon as he gets to the U.S. or they're going to issue that subpoena so he can answer those questions, especially the ones in regards to, the, uh, to people who are under non-disclosure agreements, Darren, um, because they they want to get all that information.
0: Darren, do you see a scenario right? <clears throat> hey,
1: was- wait, hold on, hold on. Uh, Hold on. on. I'm I'm getting information right now live with you. Let me read what I have. Hold on.
0: Wow, this is great. Only here on Overtime, you're getting a straight drop style from Darren Haynes. Let me hear what you got. Coming in hot and heavy right now. We're on the BetQL guest hotline with WSI's Darren Haynes. You can follow him on Twitter, at Darren M. Haynes, for the latest. And we're getting ready to get the latest as soon as Darren. All right, so this is what what we
1: have right now. So this is from a this is from a spokesperson for the oversight committee and they, um, they, they are confirming that the, the deposition lasted over 10 hours, which we already knew, um, shortly after six thirty, And it says, uh, we're not going to have any, they're not going to have a statement from the oversight committee tonight. Uh, but they did want to, I'm going to point this out. We'll flag that contrary to Mr. Snyder's statement. Our investigation did not conclude last month. So I need to look deeper into that. Um, can you take a hypothesis
0: as to what they mean by that?
1: And and as I'm talking to you right now, I'm going to go back now to the entire statement. Uh, wow. Go ahead and talk, man. Go, this, get, this, go ahead this, and talk. This, I'm going to read this.
0: this. This is interesting because, wow. I, I, what I was going to add. So, yeah.
1: So, all right. So, here we go. So, it says, so this is now from Dan Snyder's spokesperson because it says, Washington Commander's co-owner Dan Snyder today voluntarily testified under oath for nearly 11 hours on top of the previous cooperation provided by the committee. Despite the investigation conclusion last month marked by proposed legislation okay. and a summary of findings, Mr. Snyder fully addressed all questions about the workplace misconduct. So basically, Snyder's camp is saying the the investigation was concluded. The oversight committee says, nah, nah this
0: bad boy is still going on. Yeah, see, so 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 why, what what, what is the, what's not clicking between the two parties right now that, Mr. Snyder's people are saying that the, the, the investigation concluded last month and the House Oversight Committee is saying, no, 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 th- this is ongoing?
1: I think this is something where the Oversight Committee believes that this investigation is not over. Maybe they can get more information. Maybe something happened today yeah. uh, well, well, that they want more information on and maybe that's where they issued a subpoena to get more information. But let's just look at it realistically. The investigation couldn't be over. In the past,
0: if it we just had this today, right? If this is just now happening, correct? Because this this would be part of that investigation, right? Exactly, exactly. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, but that's not. I'm Dan's tweeting not, this. I'm tweeting this out. That's like, yeah, on, man. <laughs> not just people are cuckoo. Clearly, I, I just I just don't understand, man. When you look at it on face value from a regular human being's perspective, how the hell does somebody duck and dodge defense like this so successfully? And and, and uh, Darren, I think I asked you the last time you were on with me. it was about maybe close to a month ago. If Dan Snyder does not cross uh, U.S. that does, does not uh, get on U S soil and they cannot physically issue him the subpoena. Do we see a situation where they start subpoenaing people close to Dan Snyder who are around the situation potentially,
1: man, I'm, I'm I, I clearly could not put a message together and listen to you at the same time. So give what me the I, question. I, what again, I, what, what I was <laughs>
0: saying was, saying Remember you all with me about close to a month ago. And, and I and I asked you about the scenario of Dan Snyder not returning to U.S. soil, and then the House yep. Oversight Committee potentially subpoenaing people around him and close to him. Do you see something like that happening?
1: Yeah, I mean, his 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 wife is right here.
0: <laughs> yeah, she's also oh, she's you know, not, so she is in U.S. <laughs> Wait. Well, well, she, well, she, hey, well Dan, she's she's
1: somewhere. You, I mean, she she has you know she's running the day to day operations of the team. You right. think she's going to be at probably at some of these games? You know, she's around. Right. Yeah, she she's around. So so obviously you you have that, you have that right there. Uh you also have the uh the uh situation where maybe their lawyer, uh Dan Snyder's lawyer is, you know, walking down the street in Georgetown and next <laughs> thing you know you have that process server and says, "Hey, are you so and so and so and so? You have been served." Right. Um so there there's many different ways that this can this can happen. Um I'm not a lawyer. I'm not deep into the court systems. Uh, but, uh, but I know there's always some type of way and, and I'm sure the oversight committee is going to find a way to make sure they get all their answers. Um, but you got to hand it to them even, you know, as they try <laughs> I mean, to find all these you, facts, like, they, they, they put in a lot of hard work and what you were mentioning before, though, with this uh, election coming up, you know, the, the, the house could shift to where there's more, you know, uh, um, uh, Republicans than, than Democrats and the Republicans clearly this is not on their agenda
0: yeah they don't think it's worth their time apparently that's all we've heard anytime anybody's been asked about it
1: correct so so i mean you 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 have to give credit to the oversight committee no matter what side you're on that there was a job that they wanted to do and they really they were at it they got roger goodell to testify for hours which (laughs) you know we don't get to interview roger goodell for that long exactly Exactly. Um and then we 've never we have never i i 've never interviewed dan snyder before he, he never he never speaks to the media' he talk <laughs> um but he but clearly he spoke to the oversight committee longer today than he probably spoke to anybody else maybe about the team or whatever interviewed questions than probably any media person in, in d c combined
0: the fact that it lasted eleven hours darren. I mean, there's no way he was out there saying, I plead the fifth the entire time, and it lasted 11 hours. Clearly. We're, we're, unless there's that, that many questions. <laughs> it, it might just be that many questions. There's so many angles and ways to try to unpack this thing. In a nutshell, though, man, it, it, it's, it's all crazy pretty much. And, and the thing I'll say to, to, to really leave it and, and tie things up here, Dan Snyder needs to bring himself home so we can figure out what the hell's going on with this situation. Yeah,
1: I think everybody. Uh, well, I can't say everybody. I can't, I, I can't speak for everybody, but I think a lot of people clearly you see it on social media. Uh, we've talked to fans. Um, there are a lot of people who who really want wants this to come down to some type of conclusion where they know everything but happened and come down and and finally make some decision on okay what's going to be the situation moving forward. Is is Dan Snyder going to be forced to sell the team, or is nothing going to happen and he's still going to own the team? I think. A lot of people are are waiting for that decision or whatever may happen out of this when all these findings come out. Um, That's going to be an interesting work day. I will say that.
0: A long work day for yourself, just like today was. My man, up at 4 a.m. trying to get us a scoop. I appreciate you giving me some time. Bro,
1: my wife was like, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) You cooking breakfast? (laughs) Who who, who are you online with? (laughs) Who's this? I was like,
0: like, I'm, I'm just doing some Dan Snyder stuff. Uh, look, look! I hope you left for some eggs and bacon for waking her up that early. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: hope she's not listening because now if someone go home. She's like, "Why don't you make me some bacon and eggs?"
0: <laughs> look, 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 get you in trouble. I appreciate you giving me some time, OG. All right, my man. WSA Nine's Darren Hayes joining us with the latest on the Dan Snyder situation and his deposition today in front of the House Oversight Committee. You can follow him on Twitter at Darren M. Haynes for the latest. And make sure you check him out tonight on WSA9. I'm sure he'll have much more to give us. We got to take a quick time out here. On the other side of this break, we'll unpack some of what Darren Haynes just said. I'll give my reaction to the entire situation, bringing my producer, Denton Day. He'll weigh, on it, weigh in on it as well. And we're taking your calls on this as well. Dan Snyder, after 11 hours, finally out of his deposition with the House Oversight Committee, what do you hope to learn? After his 11 hours today in front of the House Oversight Committee. I'll tell you what I think on the other side of this break. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the fan. Darren Haynes just hopped on the program with us before we took the last time out. Dropping some bombs on us. Giving it to us straight from the source. Reading us out text messages from sources as they're coming into the phone. Only here on overtime. Are you getting that type of exclusive access? But Darren Haynes just confirmed that Daniel Snyder... Wrapped up his uh, deposition with the House Oversight Committee about 30, 45 minutes ago, and it lasted for 11 whole hours. Good gracious. Did he get to take a bathroom break? Did he eat? I hope not. <laughs> I, I, look, I, I probably feel the same way. I, I hope he was as miserable as possible during those 11 yeah, hold hours. Hold it in, you menace to society. <laughs> I mean, what other way to describe the man? Just a, a evil, wicked human being. But it looks like we may be getting closer to the bottom of this situation. We all know Dan Snyder going to try his hardest to continue to duck and dodge and get out of harm's way here with this situation. But time is a ticking uh, on this situation. And Darren hinted at it. Look, if Dan Snyder wants to play hardball, doesn't want to cross U.S. soil. There are people very close to him. There are people very close to him that are going to have to face the repercussions of Daniel Snyder. It's my best mafia voice, but you get what I'm trying to say here. People are going to be talked to under oath no matter what. So, Dan Snyder, bring your ass home. Yeah. Come home.
2: The last thing he wants to do,
0: you know who he is who, who he is afraid of right now? Who is he afraid of? He's afraid of his wife. Oh, I know. Could you yeah. imagine how awkward that's going to be, having to talk about sexual misconduct situations? Well, if she gets if she, subpoenaed. Yeah. That's she right. knows everything, and if she gets subpoenaed,
2: the odds are she's going to spill the beans on the fact that maybe Dan Snyder uh, has not been as hands-off as the NFL and Roger Goodell said he was, and if that's the case, then Roger Goodell's testimony comes under fire, and it becomes this whole big, even more jumbled mess in which Roger Goodell would then go, uh, I think, uh, balls to the wall, and absolutely drop the nuke on Dan Snyder, and he'd be all gone. So maybe I do want Tanya Snyder... To be subpoenaed. But Dan Snyder absolutely does not.
0: Look I'll say this. If we can't get Dan Snyder to talk under oath. Tanya Snyder would be a damn good consolation prize. I'll tell you that. All the drama and storylines about that. The infidelity. I mean let's call it what it is. That's that's, that's the point that nobody's even discussing. Where's the backbone of Tanya Snyder? Why hasn't she tried to divorce this man?
2: He's cheating
0: on you. In the public eye. Right in front of your damn face. Well, she got access to the credit card. That that that, that certainly helps. <laughs> I mean, and my... my yeah, Money money, wanna... money cures all. Right? Yeah, but it helps. Boy, I mean, I, I'm not trying to dig deep into their personal life. Yes, I am. Like, come on. Have some backbone, Tanya. Seriously? Let this man cheat on you in public? I hope they subpoena her. I hope they subpoena her and she turns in to Stuart Little, and just completely eats all of the cheese that the House Oversight Committee provides for her provolone, mozzarella. I
2: was waiting pepper for that jam. metaphor to get there. I was like, "Is
0: Stuart Little a snitch?" Did I not watch that movie correctly? <laughs> man, crazier things have happened. Man, it's it's interesting. And I, look, I know this for certain, right? Roger Goodell paying attention to all of this. If you are the other owners around the National Football League and you are trying to come up with evidence to have a legitimate reason to vote Daniel Snyder to be forced to sell this team, this is just another tally mark on on your little book.
2: I am genuinely curious, though, as to how this 11 hours went down because 11 hours is a long time, and I know in my heart of hearts, I don't know for sure, but I know in my heart of hearts, uh, he didn't answer every single question. There's absolutely no chance And with the legal knowledge and background that I have as being somebody that went way too hard with the Johnny Depp-Amber Heard thing, (laughs) my guess is there was a lot of rephrasing of the questions. 100%. So I'm curious to know. They better
0: have. They better get what they need out of him.
2: I know that. I'm curious to know how often, how many hours was it of rephrasing questions versus him actually answering the questions they had for him.
0: And I want to know, like, was there a green screen? Was Daniel Snyder actually on the screen Was Dan Snyder's attorney in the screen with him? What was really going on? I am eager, eager to get to the bottom of this situation. I used the metaphor the other night. I'd love to be a piece of trash in the trash can in Daniel Snyder's house getting to listen to the audio from this deposition. Be pretty careful of that metaphor. You're you're lobbing up an easy one for the haters on Twitter. They, yeah, they, they well, look, we, 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 we welcome we welcome all comers here. If you got the un if you got the kahunas to come challenge me on Twitter, please do so. N e l l underscore b t p. But yeah, I mean, something that we're going to have to pay very very close uh, attention to as, as the summer continues uh, to roll along. And I know this. That Dan Snyder drama helped us through a very quiet offseason in the National Football League. I'm being I'm being sarcastic, clearly. Uh, we have got to take we're gonna take some more of your calls here. MGM National Harbor Listen Lines wide open, 800 636 1067. You can get at me on Twitter and Instagram as well. N-E-L-L underscore B T P. Top of the hour here. We'll dive into Lewis Riddick's comments from Get Up This Morning, talking about the San Francisco 49ers QB situation. He'll give his thoughts, and I'll react to those on the other side of this break. Don't go anywhere. Ride with me. Listen to the fans.